fellow Zeros, thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that knows a hero fights for everyone. My name's Joe, and joining me today are two Ocean Masters. To talk to you about the movie Aquaman, we've got... Sequel. The podcast that could have just peed on it. And Corey. The podcast that based our escape strategy on a children's book. We always do. Mm-hmm. Sorry this is coming at you late. There were technical difficulties, I guess? We're all sick. Yeah. <laughs> Flu season is upon us. It was no fun. So, hope you enjoyed Batman 89 in the meantime. But now, wait no longer, because we're talking about Aquaman. But first, we've been watching things that aren't Aquaman. Corey, why don't you let us know what you watched? Uh, I started watching Big Mouth on Netflix. <laughs> I watched both seasons of that. Uh, I'm not all the way through. Uh, I think I'm two or three episodes in, and one of those episodes was after the my New Year's Eve party really got underway. So, do you like it? The first episode was great. I'm sure episodes two and three were also great, but yeah, I don't remember them. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> they were kind of on in the background more than anything else. So I'm surprised you like it. Really? Why? Because you didn't like the Kroll show. Yeah, but I guess that I mean again, I'm only I'm only one episode in, but this at least is following. It's not like a sketch comedy show. Okay. And Nick Kroll's style of humor, especially when you animate it, is just funny to me. All the, like, characters he portrays are characters he For, did on the Kroll show. Yeah. So it's, but, it like, translates well. Yeah. I mean, and there was one, I'm not even sure it was the first episode, where an entire basketball team turns into giant penises. And it was just... What? Oh, my God. It was fucking funny. And I don't know. Maybe maybe it's also just the relatability of watching kids go through puberty, puberty like day to day as a sixth grade teacher. Like all these kids are hitting all these like strides. <laughs> so like I'm, I'm watching kids like laugh, cry, and scream at their friends all in the course of like thirteen, fourteen seconds. So like I just funny to me. That was the big thing I started watching. Uh, outside that, I watched the Eagles make the playoffs. That was pretty big. Uh, spending the amount of time I spent with my family over the last couple of days kind of really killed. By the time you're listening to this, the Eagles might be out of the playoffs. Want to throw that in there? Strong <laughs> possibility. Sequel just wants to shove that in your face. <laughs> or they might be going to New Orleans by the time you're listening to this. So. One way or another, they're probably on their way out of the playoffs. I mean, fingers crossed for scenario B, but yeah. sure. I, yeah, for you guys, I would imagine that's that's optimal, right? You'd rather face the Eagles than the Bears. I just mean, I just mean, if he faces the Saints, if the Eagles face the Saints, I'd like the Eagles to lose. Yeah, I'd like whoever plays the Saints to lose. I don't care who it is. Really? Yeah. See, I think the Bears are a very difficult matchup. I think that's a harder matchup is for the Saints. I think the Saints again probably win. They're a better team. They're also they're also at home, man. That that that's always hard to to play. Hard to win there. Uh, We're getting off task though. trying to think. I feel like I watched other things, but I can't think of what they are. You know what? It, you know why I don't have a lot on my uh, things? I got Assassin's Creed Odyssey for Christmas. Nice. So I've been playing a oh, lot of that. PS4. Okay. My wife says that she bought it for me because of the educational mode. Both Origins and Odyssey have an education mode. So I can bring my PS4 and those games in, turn on education mode, and have the class like walk around ancient Greece or ancient Egypt. Can you stab people during? Education? No, no. It takes it takes all it takes all the violence, all the story out of it. It teaches you how a knife works. It's literally you just you're just running around as the main character. So I'm trying to think if I would like that as a. That would frustrate kid. me endlessly as a kid. Like, 
Oh, I, right. Assassin's Creed. Oh, we can't. Why don't you just bring in Mario is missing? <laughs> well, I mean, I, at the... At the... <laughs> I've I, never beaten that game. I've played I've it. I've never beaten it either. I've gotten through the first can. floor. I get so bored. And I get really, really <laughs> bored. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know how many floors in this castle. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> but at least it's not me talking. There you go. You know, one way or another, at least... Gives you a break. It's a video, yeah, it's a video game. We think... I don't play video games. Is there any chance that actually happens? That you bring it in? Uh, I will test the waters. Uh, I'm doing. I'm going into ancient Egypt right now, so I'm going to test the waters a little bit and see if I think that they can handle an interactive gotcha. lesson like that. And if they can, then sure. If not, then uh, fuck no. I just wouldn't want to lug my system back and forth. I will borrow a system from another teacher and just play oh, the game. Sweet. Yeah, good. I wouldn't want to bring my PS4 on nope. the train. There's a 0% chance my PS4 is getting on an LIRR train. It's yeah, never going to happen. I have, the, I have the X-Bone like, through my cable and all that. I'm oh. unhooking that and yeah. no, forget it. Yeah, no, I mean... Respect. I sleep, I sleep on the train in. Like, there's no way I'm leaving a... If you're curled up against the window with a PS4 in your arm... <laughs> <laughs> a free PS4. I'll find that sleeping guy. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it, Joe. Alright, sequel, what did you watch? I have a lot. I was sick, so I watched movies, and I have a list, and I had no work, so I went to the movies a lot. So most of these are new. Nice. I saw The Favorite. And? Was it as boring as we thought it was going to be? It's funny, and it's pretty good. It's okay. just a weird, weird story. It's a period piece. You're rooting for a character, and then your allegiances change, so it's kind of clever the way they did that. The queen's not blind, by the way. Did you think she was blind? From yeah, for whatever reason, the trailer made me led me to believe that she was blind or something. She, she's she has physical ailments, but she's not blind. Emma Stone and Rachel Wise do a very good job. Hey, and Rachel Wise, whoever plays the queen, I don't know her name. She's a big actor in uh, England. I don't know her name. She does a phenomenal job. She'll probably get nominated for something. Either best actress or supporting actress, depending on how they uh, how they score that one. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Um, unless you have a list or movie pass, don't don't spend the money for a full ticket. It's 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 more of a relaxing at home type movie, but it, well, it was pretty good. Her name's Olivia Coleman, by the way. Olivia Coleman, never heard of her. Uh-huh. But I'm not well versed in British film. She's big in Broadchurch. She's like one of the leads in Broadchurch. She's in The Lobster. She's the is she the the leader of the the people in the woods? Perhaps it's been a while since I've seen the lobster. No idea. Anywho, I saw Welcome to Marwin. That was terrible. I'm so disappointed to that's hear that. That's really sad. That, for that me. made me sad to hear. Yeah. This is the second person that's even told me that. Mitch said that to me because oh, he saw it too. He saw it too, and I, I and when he said, it, I was like, "All right, well, it's it's I'll I'll take a I'll take a loss on that one. Sequel might might like it better and." No, it's bad. It's the worst movie I've seen in theaters this year. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. That it, sucks. And I want to move a lot. I wanted to see that really bad. Yeah, me too. I'm going to wait now. It's, for uh, they hide a lot of what the movie is about. It's not really about what they base it on in the trailer at all. Um, I mean, I will say the people that, that made that trailer, phenomenal job. Yes. Because yeah. they really made me want to see that movie. It seemed deep. It seemed interesting. Um, the DeLorean makes an appearance. Out of nowhere, it's really strange. Right. And the thing that bothered me most is there are two women of Marwin 
everyone in Marwin for the most part is it's based on a real person. Is based on a real person. One of one of the people, uh, woman of Marwin, is just a porno actress that is this person's favorite actress. Apparently, it's Ooh. weird, man. <laughs> they, they explain it a little bit, right. but um, the physical therapist with one leg mm-hmm. for the trailer and the um, his caretaker, the uh, the Russian speaking um, caretaker that he has, sure, they're in one scene apiece. That's really. It. That's it. Huh. It's uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. All right. That was welcome to Marwin. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it wasn't. I was looking forward to it. Like the the trailer affected yeah, me. me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I saw Vice. That movie still looks awesome. It's one of the strangest biopics I've ever seen, just from the the film style of it. I won't see it again. No matter what your political affiliation is, you, you say leave, would or wouldn't. Wouldn't. Oh, okay. No matter no matter what your political affiliation is, you leave that movie theater pretty pissed off. Really? Yeah. Both sides. It's shot in a weird way. For me, I don't like a biopic that people are going to see this and think it's a hundred percent true, like that everything they're seeing. But there's mm-hmm. confidential conversations going on between people. And the conversation that takes place is just pure speculation. People are going to see that and think it's like fact. That always that bothers me about most biopics. Gotcha. Um, there's a lot of that that goes on in Vice. That makes sense. Um, it is it's funny on occasion. Is Christian Bale amazing. Yeah, he dude, he put he put on the weight. He sounds exactly. Is like that him. really his weight? Yeah, that's God, he, holy wow. Shit. Yeah, yeah. His gut in the trailer, I was like, man, yeah, they did a good job with that. That scene's not even in the movie. That kind of really, yeah. Huh. I guess they just did that too. The guy, the guy from when he's sitting in the car with the gun. No, when he's standing in like the barracks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Rockwell does a good job. It's, it's well acted and everything. I just, I don't want to go through it again. <laughs> Fair. But it, I recommend for people to see it at least once. But, uh, I'm gonna try to see it before it leaves. Yeah, yeah, it got nominated for a bunch of stuff for the Golden Globes. So I'm sure, it's gonna get nominated for Best Picture. It's probably I, gonna be one of the. I don't think it's days. gonna get nominated for Best Picture. The the reviews for it are really mixed, and they can go up to ten. I don't know if there's, yeah. if there's gonna be enough. So I was looking at the like the likely to be nominated things, and there weren't a lot that had Best Picture under likely. It was possible nomination yeah. for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Like the, according to that, possible nomination for Best Picture is still Bohemian Rhapsody. That could that's got gained steam over the last few months. I don't I don't know why, and I think Black Panther's going to win. And I don't think it's the best picture of twenty eighteen. There's just so much hate and backlash going on about these movies that came out in December. Mm-hmm. No one's saying a bad word about Black Panther, so I think it's going to sneak up there. It might it might potentially win. I think I would be very surprised if it wins just because of it being a comic book movie. The Vegas yeah. odds have it as the second uh, second right now. Really? To yeah. Roma? No. Roma's not going to win. Ro- Roma is really good. From I, what I, I hear, I haven't watched it yet either. Every time I start it, I stop it. you got to concentrate to watch it, I feel. Gotcha. Um, it's not going to win strictly because of the Netflix aspect of it. I think that's because the Academy is a bunch of old, crusty people that watch their movies a certain way. I don't. I think. I mean, that also would surprise me if Black Panther won based on that. But Black Panther, though, is I think from the cultural aspect of it, and I think the Academy would want to. I guess. Pick a movie to make them look good. 
We didn't pick Get Out last year. We didn't pick Get Out last year, but the Moonlight won prior to that, so. That's true. Which was an upset over La La Land. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I were voting, based on what's probably getting nominated, I would probably vote for Black Panther. So I, would, I would vote for Star is Born. Oh, yeah, Star, Star is Born probably going to win. That's the, uh, that's yeah. the favorite I forgot right now. Star is, For some reason, I forgot <laughs> Star is Born. Yeah. Yeah, that's, def- that's almost definitely going to win. But I've been surprised before. All right. All right, for some fun movies I've been watching now, now we got the others out of the way. <laughs> we got the shit out of the way. Mission Impossible Fallout. Phenomenal. So good. I enjoyed it. Best Mission Impossible in a series. I've only seen the first one. Four, five, and six are like just a notch above. What was it Ghost one, Protocol? Two, something in Rogue Fallout. Nation. Rogue Nation. And Fallout. Henry Cavill's awesome in. Uh, Henry Cavill's so much fun. That's what I heard. Movie. Yeah, and uh, it's it's good. I mean, these movies they're predictable, but they're just fun. They're a good time. That's what they're supposed to be. They know what they are. Exactly. Yeah. And I hope they make thirty more of them. I'll go see old ass Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. I don't care. <laughs> Tom Cruise uh, pulling a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> Exactly. Um, the worst I've ever heard. I watched the Nintendo Quest. What the like, hell is that? It's a documentary. That sounds. Uh, you already what piqued my now? interest. It's a documentary. It came out a couple years ago. What's it's on it? Prime. I'm sorry. What's it called? The Nintendo Quest. Okay. I'm in. It's this guy who's a big fan of the original NES, and I think he has a pretty good collection. He has like 30 games or so, and there's like 670 something. So his friend makes a who's a filmmaker makes him a bet or, or issues him a challenge that he has to acquire all 670 plus titles in a one month period without using, uh, without purchasing anything over the internet. Ooh, wow. That's rough. And that sounds fascinating though. It's really cool. It's, I really want to watch that now. I might watch that after <laughs> you guys leave. Yeah, it's it's only, I think it's like an hour and a half. It's, Even better. It's, it's a quick one and like they have like a graphic of like the 20 obscure games and uh, he, he does a really good job trying to, like, f- fill it all. The, my one criticism is for, like, the common titles. They rush through it really, like, really Well, I fast. mean, yeah, you go to any used game store, you're going to find those. But he, like, barters with people. He lets people know what they're trying to do. There's a cool scene where somebody uh, overhears what he's doing. And he gives him a lead on something? No, he buys the game out from under Oh, him. what a dick. And then, uh... Yeah, he's okay with it, but like the filmmakers, like really <laughs> pissed off about it. So they they interview him and they uh, find out a game that he's after. So they buy a second copy of it and try to make a trade. It's 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 pretty cool. It's uh, yeah, it's it's definitely if you like old school Nintendo, definitely watch it. A lot of fun. Cool. It came out a couple of years ago, but it's it's on the Prime. So sounds good. If you have a Prime subscription. There it's it is. Available at no additional charge. Exactly. <laughs> then I watched Won't You Be My Neighbor. I heard that one. I heard like, it's really good. Yeah, I heard yeah. it like, made people cry. It's, like, he's it's just, emotional. Fred Rogers is just a great person, great man. But what he did and just the uh, the joy he got and the commitment he had for children's education. and Do they show, do they have footage of his, um, his Senate hearing? His PBS yes. Senate hearing? Yeah. Yeah. I think that footage came out the filmmakers put that out because they acquired it. That's why it was the clip was going around for like the last couple of years. This was project's been going on for a while. And like the thing that makes you mad is, uh, remember like early two thousands news organizations called him like an evil person. 
because he said every kid was special and it created a generation of entitlement. I don't, but I'm not strong on current events. I mean, that sounds right. Yeah, and they just, they, just watching news reporters going like, what an evil man. They're like, the guy does not, like, he's the very definition of, like, good. Like, he's like a person you strive to be. Well, what the thing is, like, especially with that particular statement, if you, if you put that statement in the black and white political sphere that we currently live in, that's what happens, right? Oh, all kids are spe- saying all kids are special means you're going to create a whole generation of entitlement. No, technically, what it just means no kid is special. No, but what he said, but but that wasn't his intention. Was the saying that all kids have an incredible amount of potential, and it's our job. To give them the educational tools to actualize that potential. Well, he actually addresses the criticism, and he never addressed any criticism that he got for his whole career, but this one actually forced him to do it. He said, all I meant by that statement was, nobody has to do anything extraordinary to be loved. You're yes. just, you should be, that's all he meant by, <laughs> by, by, you're special, everyone's special. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. But a great documentary. It's just, you you learn some things about it about, about his life that you find interesting. They touch on all the urban legends that he was like a Vietnam sniper and the reason he wore all the all the, the, the long sleeve sweaters is because he had all these military tattoos and everything. Heard. Is that is that not true? No, it's not true. <laughs> Mr. Rogers, American bad. <laughs> I had heard he was in the Navy and he had a whole bunch of Navy tattoos and that's he why he wore sweaters all the time. Never served. Kill Mark tattoos. <laughs> I'm not saying it's that. Yeah, yeah, he never served. Oh. And there was a... Sorry, Mom. There's one, um... There's a clip where he's doing, like, Where is Thumpkin with uh, a bunch of kids where he's like, has two middle fingers out. He was just oblivious to, like, what the middle finger was, apparently. Like, he just... What never came up. <laughs> so, so So you, you see him just, like... For, like I'm, for those of you not in the room, I have my hands up with the middle finger extended and I'm, like, dancing with him. He's doing that... In during the it's like the episode of Rick and Morty with the <laughs> the tiny universe. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, yeah, that's that's really good. Check it out. That's not available to stream yet. I rented that one. Damn it! Like digitally? Yeah. Okay. Unseen was awesome. I put that in our other chat. Oh, that's right. That was the one that just randomly popped up out of nowhere, right? Yeah. That is a woman moves from Boston to Pennsylvania to escape her stalker. And um, she, she's still she's going through like some uh, PTSD from her stalker, so she sees a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist asks her, "Have you ever thought about taking your own life because of this?" And she innocently says, "Well, I think everyone's thought about that during a traumatic experience or something." So the uh, psychiatrist kind of laughs it off and makes her fill out paperwork, and then she commits her to a asylum for 24 hours, mm-hmm. and she finds out it's this scam that. They try to commit as many people as possible because um, your insurance will pay for it up to seven days. So they're just getting the insurance money, then they're sending you on your way. But the twist of it, it's not really a twist. They they let you know early on. Her stalker works there at the asylum. Like she she sees him. But now as a watching the movie, you don't know if she's really crazy or the stalker actually works there. So you're trying to guess that from a from an audience perspective, and what's really cool from a filmmaking standpoint, the movie was filmed entirely on the iPhone Seven. Oh, cool! Yeah, they filmed the movie wow. on a freaking cell phone. 
It can do anything. That's phenomenal. That's incredible. You can't tell it's filmed on a cell phone. But like the first scene, you're you're kind of like, okay, I, I can see what they're going for here. But then you just lose that notion. So, so we could film a movie, is what you're saying. Pretty yeah. much. There was there's at least I think I don't think it was a full movie, but it, it was at least a commercial filmed on a Google Pixel. That's so that's phenomenal. I think the budget was like one point five million dollars. I think it grossed like fourteen million. Didn't get like a it's wide, pretty good return. Release. It's very good return. It's like seven um, times. That one's available on Prime too, so check that one out. Unseen. Yeah. And lastly, I watched Bird Box because everybody watched Bird Box. I didn't. Except for you too. I did not. It's really trying to be a quiet place. I. Uh, you know what? It looked <laughs> that way. Is it a movie or a series? It's a movie. Okay. They're, they changed like a quiet place is uh, auditory. This is visual. If you see this entity, then bad it's too late. Happen. Yeah. Um, best part about the movie is John Malkovich, and when John Malkovich isn't in the movie anymore, it gets really, really boring. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you just want to get in on all the memes and jokes, give that one a shot. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix-produced movie. Sandra Bullock's pretty good in it, too. But, uh, that's about half of what I've been watching, but that's all the ones <laughs> I'm going to talk about. Man, I didn't really do much this, uh, holiday break. That's all we have time for. Exactly. <laughs> Joe, what have you been watching? I did not watch that much stuff, surprisingly. I was home, but really unable to focus on movies, so there were only a few days where I got the chance. I watched a lot of stuff I've seen before. I watched 21 Jump Street. I bought First Blood because it was on sale for like $5. I liked First I Blood. I watched that. It's very good. I don't like it as much as like Rocky. Like, if you would asked me like six months ago, I would have been like, First Blood is definitely better than Rocky. But now, I think I like Rocky better. Nice. That's the right answer. Like the character of Rocky or... The movie. The movie, okay. The movies? Well, movie. Okay. Rambo vs. Rock, or First Blood vs. Rocky. Sure. Because the, fir- the Rambo sequels are all crappy. I've only ever seen First Blood. Yeah. That movie's just really good. And then, uh, the one thing I did watch that I'd never seen before, I rented a movie that was 99 cents called The Wedding Ringer. It's got Kevin Hart and Josh Gad. Oh my it. god, I've seen this movie. You've seen it? I have seen this movie. Okay. Now you say Kevin Hart and Josh Gad, that movie's fucking great. I really enjoyed that movie. Oh, I didn't like it very much at all. <laughs> oh my god, I don't care. <laughs> I, I think it's, was... I think it's an amazing concept. The the concept for sequel because you don't know it. No, <laughs> uh, Josh Gad has no friends, and Kevin Hart Shocking. runs a business where <laughs> where yeah. he he pretends to be your best man. That's pretty cool. Actually. Yeah, I'll like get you like groomsmen, and it's really a great concept. It's kind of like I love think you, it man. Should be redone. <laughs> yeah, so kind of. And here's the thing: it's like. The best, the thing about the movie is that it's, it almost has like a little bit of a heist feel because Josh Gad has literally zero friends. But he's so he married. Needs, yeah. Huh. So, yeah. So that, that part's weird. But he has to get a best man and, what was like it? Seven groomsmen. Seven groomsmen. So, like, Kevin Hart has a name for it that he keeps going back to. He's like, it's the Golden Tux. Yeah, the Golden Tux. <laughs> you want to pull up a Golden Tux? He gives him, like, a package of. Our, our sheet with packages he offers like the silver tux what you need is a golden tux I don't see that on you yeah cause it's never fucking been done <laughs> it can't be fucking done I kinda wanna watch this <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it there's personally. not a lot of laughs to be had okay unfortunately the like, premise sounds interesting I want them though. I would love to have this movie remade in a couple of years or at least have the premise reused just cause it had such potential but it, that's the type of movie yeah. that should be remade. Like yeah. I was hoping for some just stupid laughs, and I didn't even laugh that much. Like there are two scenes in this movie that are just cringeworthy, and like I didn't need to be there. Corey, you probably—I don't know if you remember the football game. 
That scene's not funny at all. No, it's not. And the dog. The dog's no, not the funny. dog. The dog was too much. The dog made me like feel bad. All for everything involved. About everything going on. Yeah, in the scene. dog involved. It was just horrible. Yeah. It was. It made me like. I felt everyone's pain in that scene. I was mm-hmm. like, no, I don't like this. Marwin had the cringiest scene I've ever witnessed in a movie. <laughs> or there was audible groans. I might have to see this like, movie no. just, out of, just out of spite. You're going to have to wait, because it's not playing anywhere. That doesn't shock me. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll pick it up cheaper. Hopefully free. Hopefully, I'm, I mean, hopefully with my subscription to Netflix. There you go. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree. I don't think it had a ton of laughs in it. But as far as just, like, overall enjoyable movie, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I didn't dislike it, but it could have been way funnier than it was. Oh, for and sure. And that's, that's something, watching a comedy, that bothers me. If I, if I see how I can make a movie funnier, yeah. like, significantly funnier, and they didn't do it, I'm like, come on. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that, you know, Josh Gad and Kevin Hart, as a combination, should be at least fairly funny. I was excited. I watched the trailer yeah. for it, and I was like, this should be... Very uh, funny, should yeah. be very entertaining for me. I'm not the biggest Josh Gad guy. N- nor am I, but I know that he has the chops. Like, he's got the funny chops. I liked him in... Plus, I was surprised to see him lead a movie. Yeah. I liked him in 21, and that's pretty much it. The internship. You like him in the internship? I... Yeah, but I like... I don't he's watch the internship for the him. Internship. You know? No, that's fair. You made yeah. me take off my... You made me... Talk in front talk of people. all these people. And that's not cool, bro. <laughs> this is like the alphabet for you. Nope. Just a letter. A single letter. Well, you're really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He's the head at search here at Google. A pretty important role. I want to watch that now. Yeah, I think I'm going to tonight. I have to watch Nintendo Quest. <laughs> and then maybe Internship. Maybe I'll throw on Nintendo Quest. That makes more sense. And that's all the things that I've been watching that I'm going to talk about. There was a bunch of stuff on TV. I watched a lot of Prices Right. Did you watch Chinatown? No, I didn't go back to it. I okay. couldn't focus. Okay. Right. So, like, I so, didn't have it in me to finish watching two more hours of Jack Nicholson as a PI. And whatever that movie does, that's weird, I'm sure. Maybe it's a strange one. <laughs> I'm going to finish that soon, hopefully. I already said that's what we've been watching, but I'll say it again. That's what we've been watching. Let's do our movie facts for Aquaman, guys. 35 minutes into the show. Almost. Aquaman, 2018 release. It's the last movie we're covering this year. Although technically right now it's 2019, and when you're hearing this, it's definitely 2019. It's true. It's rated PG-13, and it's two hours and 23 minutes long. Its director's name is James Wan, and he directs almost exclusively horror movies. Yes, Saw. He directed Saw, Dead Silence, Death Sentence, Insidious, The Conjuring, Insidious Chapter 2, Furious 7. Yes. And then The Conjuring 2. Have you guys seen Death Sentence? No. I've never seen any movie on the Wisp except for Saw. It's not a horror movie. It's a it's a Kevin Bacon John Goodman movie. Is it? It's a, it sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> I saw it in Fitness of a It's like a so bad it's good movie. Okay. And uh, yeah, me and my friend go back to that one from time to time because we saw it together. How many naked Gerard Butler? Uh, oof, nine and a half. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. On the scale, that means bad. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the point in an improv game. There you go. Hey, Aquaman stars Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson, Dolph Lundgren. I'm going to screw this up and I'm sorry. Yaya, or Yaya, Abdul Mateen II, Nicole Kidman, and Tamara Morrison. Tamara, Tamara, I don't know. Uh, the budget, I couldn't really get a firm lock on it. It's somewhere between 160 and $200 million. Wow. 
It has grossed $751 million so far in about the two weeks it's been out. $189 million of that was domestic, so a lot of overseas traffic. Uh, overseas, I just got that pun. <laughs> it also released overseas two weeks before it released here. Did it? Oh, that helps then. Yeah, it was in China for like two weeks before huh? it opened up here. That makes sense why so much money. Yeah. Uh, the scores from the movie, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 64%. Is that certified? That's not certified nope. yet, right? now. It's just... It's 6% too low. It's not rotten. Audience has it at 81%. IMDb, 7.6 out of 10. Metacritic with a 55 and a user score of 7.3. I guess it's generally favorable, but a little bit all over the place. It's in that 50 to 70 range. And those are all the facts I have for Aquaman, so let's give you our general spoiler-free thoughts about it. Corey, what did you think? I actually enjoyed this movie a lot. I think that I have one major problem with the movie that I'll get into it in detail when we get there. Um, overall, though, I thought that the color play in it was really fun, and the reasoning behind that color play worked pretty well. I wouldn't say that it exceeded my expectations, but it definitely didn't fall below what I was expecting. I was hoping it was going to be good, and it was exactly that. Good. Sequel, what did you think? I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, I saw one trailer for it. I didn't. I wasn't excited to see this from the trailer, I gotta admit. So when actors and actresses kept popping up on screen, I'm like, wow, you're in this movie? <laughs> in fairness, had you watched the trailers, you really wouldn't have known most of those anyways. I was Dolph Lundgren threw me for a fucking loop. I was surprised by him most of all. I spent all. the first couple of minutes trying to figure out if it was Dolph Lundgren. I was like, is that Dolph Lundgren? It looks like a lot like Dolph Lundgren. I didn't know Nicole Kidman was in it. I didn't know Willem Dafoe was in it. I know Patrick Wilson. Uh, I knew Willem Dafoe. I know Patrick Wilson was in it. Patrick Wilson I knew, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed my time watching this movie. Um, minor gripes, um, we'll get into later, but um, I the highest compliment I can give this movie, it felt like a Marvel movie to me. I, yeah. I, it could slide right into the MCU and if, be it, right it, on par with, uh, with the bulk of them, so... Yeah, it, it definitely isn't the best MCU movie by no. any means, but it's definitely not Dark, Dark World. World. <laughs> Joe, what about you? The The highest praise I give this movie is that it looks phenomenal. It's I guess you could call it a CGI mess if you're that kind of person, but just I can tell where all the money went in this movie. Yeah. It's all the extensive settings that they have, which look really cool. Uh, I guess I missed something compared to you guys, because I think this movie's fine. But there are lots of things about this movie. Like, this movie is completely forgettable to me and boring at times. I think it's way too long. Just, I don't know, it, it didn't do it for me. I don't think it's bad. It's just, if I never saw Aquaman again, eh. Alright, uh, we're going to get into the specifics and spoilers starting right after I finish this statement. So you've been warned, if you haven't seen Aquaman yet, we're going to let you know what happens and discuss all kind of plot details and stuff starting right now. My biggest qualm with this movie, um, so I'll get it out of the way now, because I think it's an important problem, is that this movie, to me, struggled to have an identity to itself. I felt, at different points in time, it was, in sometimes very literal ways, just being other movies. For about 40 minutes in the middle there, it was an Indiana Jones movie, which I actually enjoyed the Indiana Jonesiness of it all. I actually did think that. I was like, I hey, think it was yeah. a lot like I was like, hey, this is an Indiana Jones? Artifact retrieval. Artifact, yeah, let's go. Let's get yep. into it. Where's that giant boulder? Yeah. And then 
you know, fast forward another 30 minutes, and yes, a whole 30 minutes went by because this movie was long. We, we, we dive into Jurassic Park and Journey to the Center of the Earth at the same time. I've never seen that one, so... Yeah, well, Journey to the Center of the Earth, a bunch of dinosaurs running around at the center of the Earth, and they didn't pull any punches. It literally said right on the screen, Center of the Earth, and there were dinosaurs running around. I'm like, this all right. a journey. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, I don't know, especially when you add those other ones, the Jurassic Parky one and the Journey to the Center of the Earth one, I'm like, why are you struggling... Why is James Wan struggling to find an identity in this movie? Is like, well, these are three somewhat successful or very successful movies, so we're just going to apply Aquaman to it and hope for the best. Like, that just doesn't seem to make sense, because a bunch of the roads that they were traveling down, I think were perfectly fine. I didn't mind the different plot structures going on. Um, I didn't mind the plot structure. I, don't, I didn't mind that there were different plot structures. I minded that they were almost, they're easily findable. In other well-known films, because it has like an identity crisis. Had it just that's, been the yeah, artifact, that's different plot structure. I mean, uh, yeah, but you're, it, you're saying pick one and stick with it, or yeah. do the other ones better. It, so then you mind the different plot structure. I guess so. I, I, yeah. If you're saying do the other ones better, then this movie is even longer. That's also true. I thought going to the runtime, I was nervous about the two-hour twenty-three minute. I always look at the runtime before I see a movie. I didn't feel this dragged that much. I was actually surprised about about the pacing of it. I feel it went... There wasn't really any laggy parts to me. The main thing I liked about it was the dual villain. I hated that. I hated it. They tried to do way too much in this movie. Yep. I, 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 I disagree. That was probably the, the aspect I liked the best about it. It was um, two villains sort of working together, but not really. Because they have totally different motivations. The only interaction they have is the, the technology aspect of it. Um, I really like Black Manta. I if when they if they make a sequel, who the hell knows what the future of the DCEU? Um, he's definitely going to be in it based on the uh, mid credit scene that you get. Yeah, and uh, if this was was his only appearance, they just did. Black Manta shame. Yeah, well, they would they would have dropped the ball, but um, because uh, he's barely in the movie, he's he, barely important. Yet somehow massively important yeah. all at the same time. Well, I I don't know. He's he's kind of important. I mean, my my favorite scene is the uh, Italy fight scene. I thought that was well done. I, I like this tech. I like him getting the uh, Atlantean tech, and then that part's cool. He he. I think he just feels like an afterthought in this movie. Well, he's more, I guess, a henchman than a true villain then but well the problem I, it, it's it's you need him in the movie because when you wrote the movie you put so much a, a, a huge chunk of the movie on land so the Atlanteans can't come chase you right so you need to have somebody who can be on land which is why you need Black Manta right so you added a villain gave him a relatively large role as far as villain action is concerned sure. and then made him Essentially, a throwaway. Like, oh, all right. Well, once he once he's done, he's done. Like he gets the one real fight scene, and they like make a big deal about it in the beginning. And I expected him to be more significant of a character, and he's yeah. not. I got plenty of Black Manta, and I'm looking forward to see more. I do. I, I do. I totally agree. I want yeah. more Black Manta. But I wish. I just wish it was either Orm or Black Manta was yeah. the villain. Okay. I would even be fine if it was Orm using Black Manta as a chess piece. Which is essentially he what he's doing. Yeah, but then make but still make Black but don't give me as much Orm then. Give me more Black Manta. Have Orm show up and be like, 
hey, go for it. And then him and Black Manta are constantly running into each other fighting throughout the course of the movie. Or put Black or, or give Black Manta the the armor in the middle and we never see him again and it's just like a a dangly dangling carrot, like, oh man, you're gonna have to come back to see how what he does with this shit. Nah, be, that would have been that would have been terrible. I'd be the minority in this that I, I thought it was split well. Um their interactions are limited. Orm uses Black Manta to unite, try to unite the Sea Kingdoms to a- attack the Land Dwellers. I thought that was. A I very, thought that was. A, I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, too. it was a good idea. Very unique. They they explain it just enough where it's not forced down your throat, mm-hmm. which which I liked. You got to pay attention in order to pick it up. There was a little bit of subtlety, at least. Yep, I did feel. I I did have. Um, and it might just be my eye, like, watching these movies and seeing the structure. When the submarine just kind of came out of nowhere and attacked him, like, that has to be planned. Why would a, a submarine happen to find these guys and just shoot out of nowhere? Sure. There's no way. The, so. the fact that Black Manta's a hired gun, but he's not in it for the money. Like, he, he wants to avenge the death of his father. Like, if he was strictly, like, a killer for hire, then I'm like, alright, they, they kind of misused him here. But the fact that he's like, alright, you're gonna give me this tech, give me this money, I really don't care about the money. I, I like that aspect of it. it. Gives gives his character a little more depth. I get that, but it seems stupid when he's already throwing a bag of money at you to be like, I don't want that. Well, he probably took it. You don't know. No, you don't know if he did or not, but he's like, the, he's the like hey, I'm like, not in this for the money. I'll give you, know? you a big reward. He's like, Killing the Aquaman is my reward. It's like, but you could also have a reward. You should also have a reward. You're a fucking pirate. That's kind of his thing, you know, the booty. Sure. I don't like that they made me try to feel for him with his dad in the beginning. I'm, I, the thing is, like, I'm on Aquaman's side there 100%. <laughs> I'm like, shocked he let him die. And I'm glad they went back to that moment later on. Yeah. It's I, very un-DC-like for... <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a bit on DC like, but and I don't know a ton about Aquaman as a whole. But Aquaman is a very noble character. Yeah, which but, is why Jason Momoa's Aquaman is weird to me. Yeah, that's fair. But this this I- incarnation of Aquaman, Jason Momoa's take on the Aquaman character, that is exactly what I expect him to do. I, I would I, there's nothing about that that doesn't shock me. Like, hey man, I was just gonna leave, and then you guys would have figured out a way out of there. But shoot at me. Now you're stuck. That's on you. You killed a bunch of people already. Yeah, I mean, I, I side with Aquaman. On that yeah, I totally, I'm totally on Aquaman's side. It's like, you just killed a bunch of innocent people. The sea will judge you now. Yeah. And it caught me off guard, for the most part. And I'm, and I'm glad that he brings it up in a in a later scene. Yeah, I, I think that if this movie follows movie rules, too, like introducing a plot in the first act and going back to it later on, and it does a clever job of disguising that. I totally forgot about that stupid bracelet she was wearing. I didn't realize I was the tracker. Okay. Um, I don't remember ever seeing her wearing it. The first. I'm sure she was, but I don't remember ever seeing it. I don't think we ever see her, or we see her get it handed. It, it's like the Schrodinger's gun or whatever they call it. What is oh, it? Chekhov's gun? Chekhov's gun. Schrodinger's the cat. <laughs> Chekhov, it, it, but there's definitely a Chekhov's gun moment where Pat, uh, Patrick Wilson, or Orm, I guess, if we're going to go by character name, Orm like says, oh, this is my mother, this is a piece of my mother's jewelry, it's yours now. Yeah, and he puts it on he her. Puts it okay, on. Yeah. Yeah. all right, I'm remembering yeah. that. So, like, good, I'm glad that it did come back and serve a greater purpose. See, because I don't know Alant- what the Atlanteans' powers are in, co- in comparison to the uh, They other. breathe underwater. Pretty well, they, they do a bunch of stuff, too. Like, she, she manipulates water, like, off of his 
face at one point. So I, I thought like, oh, they can track other like whoever they want. Like I totally forgot yeah. about the bracelet. I wish I knew more about like the Seven Kingdom things. I like I don't know if each one, if it's a lot like um, shit. What am I thinking? Uh, it's not what I was uh, thinking originally, but I'll, I'll go with this one anyways. I don't know if it's a lot like The Last Airbender, where each nation has, like, a certain power or the sh- whatever. The show, not the movie. Okay. The movie's terrible. Yeah, the movie's... Oh, God. Awful. I haven't even seen it. I know it's bad. But, like, the in, in the show, it's like, one is the fire nation, one is the water, and, like, they all bend a certain element. Well, it seems similar. Yeah, whereas it's like each of the seven kingdoms has, like... like Black Panther. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That actually may have been what it was, um, where each one of them has its thing, right? So, I guess, whichever overall, like, kingdom, um, Arthur's lineage is, their thing is, some of them are able to talk to fish, and her Air quotes were used for talk to fish. Yes, air quotes <laughs> were definitely used for talk to fish. I think he's, I think the thing is, he was the first person since Atlin who could do, could do that? that. So it's like the, the Harry Potter Dumbledore thing, not Dumbledore, uh, Voldemort thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like the, the parcel tongue. Yeah. I... I didn't know they were impervious to bullets. Or, or not, that's that was actually the 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 first time I, and it was super. It was like the first three minutes of the movie. I started to get real concerned about the movie. Was like, I don't know if he's kind of like Superman. Yeah, if Aquaman is 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 that Supermany, where like you, a knife goes and punches, it just stops. It looked like it, would, it looked like you were fighting Superman the way that he was taking bullets to the dome and shit. Like I was like. Is that actually a thing that Atlanteans have? I didn't think so. He took a grenade launcher to the chest in a torpedo room. Yeah, that was absurd. (laughs) In a torpedo room. That's where really my heart sank watching this movie. Like it's it's, sad that it's early on. I mean, like granted, it doesn't turn out terrible. I don't think this movie is like bad. It's just I was that was my oh no moment, and I was like, oh no, this is gonna be bad. I had I had a bunch I had a bunch of oh no moments in that scene. Again, when when Manta Black Manta like goes to stab him and hits like the his shoulder, and it just like stops. And I was like, "Is that a thing? Like, I don't understand." He has to have Atlantean steel or something. Whatever. Yes, which which it's like kryptonite, which kind of makes sense the way like you would uh, Atlanteans would develop technology to hurt each other, right? Yeah. That's what like species do, or man does. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Stupid species. <laughs> As shocking as those moments were, I felt they were consistent throughout the movie. Yeah, that's so fair. So I don't have a problem with it. That's also fair. But again, it's it's, a, it's just a little shocking that they opened with it. Yeah, having like, having seen the movie as a whole, I'm okay with it. But in that moment, I was like, he's going to be so OP. This is going to be so stupid. Yeah. And you know what? And, and to the movie's credit, they do do a decent job at counteracting that OPness by giving Black Manta the... Um, the Atlantean armor. He's like, listen, you, your your shit's never gonna work on him, but take this; this will work. And you know, at, at least they they put him in check, right? And then they do. Once he's, and when, he, once he's in Atlant, uh, Atlantia or Atlanta, Atlanta. He's uh, it's not Atlanta; it's Atlantis, right? Yes, Atlantis. Okay. Oh my god, <laughs> Atlanta is his mom's name, right? Which yeah. threw me off too. Which is also, <laughs> si- which is also a geographical location. I couldn't say figure out if it was Atlanta or Atlanta. <laughs> like I don't know if they, it was the hard T or not. And then, of course, there's the fact that the king who's trying it we're looking for is Atlan. In At- is Atlan. A lot of Atla sounds going on in this movie. Yeah. Not really that original with the naming, but Mm-mm. I'm sure that's canon. Go, going back to the OP 
aspect. Um, I love the fact that when he goes to Atlantis for the first time, he is not OP at all. Yeah. He's actually, he kind of, because he has it easy on land and fighting pirates and stuff because yeah. he's a step above man. But when he's like with his own kind and since he's so new to everything, he gets, he loses a fist fight. Yeah. That's, that was pretty straight, pretty straight yeah. He's a half-breed. He's not equipped to a fight. Here's my problems now. He's a half-breed, right? Yep. Wouldn't you expect him to have half the abilities or be lacking in some abilities? Like, where's the human side? What's the human trait? It's the one where he got his ass beat the first time. But, again, when he gets... I, I think he got his ass beat the first time. He got because, the golden magic trident the second time. Because he was... I'm not talking about when he got his ass beat by his brother. He got his ass beat by, like, the stormtroopers. That's what I'm going to call him. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> actually a pretty good... I'm that's trying to remember... Oh, the, that's where uh, he loses the, the fist in the, in the, in the, ship. In the ship. Yeah. yeah. He's about to lose to his brother, but technically he doesn't because he gets rescued. Which was... Uh, mm-hmm. I feel that when he loses the fist fight, it's just because he's new. Right? I feel like that that doesn't happen a second time. No, probably not. I think he goes in, he's cocky, because he's, again, he, last fight he was in, he took... He's never really lost. So. Yeah. Yes. And he, he technically, at this point, and this was something that my wife looked at me and asked 15, 20 minutes in the movie, she's like, when does this happen in the timeline? Like, is this before or after? The year after Steppenwolf. The yeah. year after Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. yes. But th- that's exactly it. I mean, he just beat somebody that nobody would have thought that he would have been able to beat. Like, that was a crazy army slash balls that he just beat. Even with or without Superman's help, he was still able to be in a fight that he probably shouldn't have won that he did win. He didn't do much against Steppenwolf, though, thinking about back to Justice League. Against, like, the CGI minions and everything and destroying the Mother's Box, yeah. But, yeah. like, but like for him versus Steppenwolf, like... No, it was... There what, wasn't, like, the barely interaction. Yeah, the, 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 the... I mean, it was Wonder Woman... Aquaman versus Steppenwolf for a while, and they were both getting their ass kicked, and then yeah, and Superman, Superman stepped in because he's Superman, and he's he's like, you think you're OP? Settle down, young fella. Yeah, let me show you what OP actually is. That's uh, a gripe I had with this. Um, so when all the garbage and battleships wash up on land, this is a problem I have with you, like the Avengers storyline, also. What other members of the Justice League be concerned? I feel like they should be. Like they're off doing other things. I was actually, I was actually, I was actually a little surprised that nobody no said, like, no other Justice League person showed up. I figured, I figured Superman would have a problem with all the battleships showing up on land. Yeah, yeah like, like show up, like, hey, what's going on here? Or show him throwing them out in the water. Or I would love to see, Sup- like, see Superman show up at the house and be like, um, this is your people. I don't, I don't care whether or not you do Handle or don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you don't want to go down there. Handle it, handle or I'll it. handle it for you. Yeah, I honestly, that's... I would see Superman doing exactly that, but we don't get that. No. A little Henry Cavill in this movie would have gone a long way, though. Never well, we can't, so... Ever again. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I forgot that he has officially stepped uh, stepped away from this. Yeah. Which sucks. That um, actually makes me really sad. He's really good. And I don't like Superman. I don't either, but he's really good at it. That's true. Anyway. I've liked Superman more as the years have gone on. Didn't like him as a kid at all. It's fair. It's more complex than I still think he's a boring character because he has no weakness, really. But that's this is about Superman and not the movie we're talking about. Am I I the only one that was either confused or think that it was 
a, a pretty dumb reveal when he's getting his ass kicked by the Kraken thing. And he talks to it? He talks to it. And it responds like, oh my god, you can hear me? Or like, you can understand me? And I was like, oh my god, has this thing been talking to itself every time somebody's come down here? Probably. And this is the first... But like, it was as if it was supposed to be the big reveal, but they don't hide the fact that no other person was ever able to hear it or understand it. Right? So we like... Well, I guess it never came up. Why would it? I guess, but like, I wish... I don't know, I just wish there was a better... Because the entire movie, Arthur always says, sometimes, in the right scenario, I can understand what they're thinking. I just think that's because he's, again, he's new at this. Yeah, but I wish it, I wish there was, like, a little bit of, like, weird murmuring or something, like a weird sound that he kind of can't understand, and then as he's progressing through the scene, it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer, and then he does, like, the two shockwave stop thing and talks back to it. Actually, I, I wish that would have happened. Babe, I didn't, I didn't hate that scene. I, I, I didn't hate it either. I, I it was, was just a weird, it was just a weird choice of reveal for me. I'm glad he didn't battle it. Yeah, no, because if he battled, like, because there would have been so many action sequences. Yes. It so would have been unnecessary. It would have been like the sixth one. I'm happy they went in the direction that they did with it. Me too. And I'm happy that he teams it or it works with him. Yeah, but that, that was pretty cool. But it comes out of nowhere like that. No. Yeah, that was that was one of the one of the cooler parts of that final final action sequence. And I think it makes sense. Like this thing is doing what it's doing specifically because it was loyal and a friend to Atlan. So its final, like, Atlan's final request for it was, like, hang out with me and make sure nobody who's yeah. not worthy grabs a trident. I have a much bigger problem with the scene, not the scene, but the part of the scene after it finds out that he can talk to it. It's like, you can try to grab the, the trident, but if you don't, I'm gonna eat you. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, why do you need to say that? This is just... I, you, I didn't, I didn't well, like that. They took me out of the moment. I yeah. was like, this is so stupid. And there's also the, you have to pry it from his cold, dead hands or whatever... And then you think it's going to be a little bit like a sword in the stone moment where he actually is like fighting with it. He walks up and just takes it away. Like nothing. Like, well, he like holds this. on to it and he feels the power coursing through him. And then he kind of yanks it out. Like, yeah, I guess. Like I was hoping that after that, after they have their little conversation, that it was going to tell Aquaman that he was worthy instead of that stupid line that happens. Yeah. Like you have a noble reason you're worthy of Atlan's trident and then he gets to take Atlan's trident. And then... Instead of, you can try to take it from him, but if you fail... It's been a long time since I've had a good meal, since I've been fed. Yeah, but... Just, I, that's not the line exactly. Yeah, it's, it's close. Someone, it's like, I'm famished. Or, or, or something. Also, considering the size of that thing, I don't imagine that one Atlantean is all that big of a meal anyways. It doesn't interact with anything ever. <laughs> that's true. What does it eat? Nothing. It's tried to eat Atlanta? Are we going with the hard tea or the light tea? Atlanta. Atlanta. He's tried to eat Atlanta a couple times. Were you shocked to learn that she was still alive? Um, Not really. I guess shock's a poor word, choice of words. Did you expect her to be alive? I didn't expect her to be alive. I don't know that I expected her to be alive, but when it happened, I was like, no. All right, that makes sense. They did harp on it enough in retrospect. Like, they harped on that whole thing enough for me to be like, yeah, I probably should have realized it. As soon as it. the person in the armor shows up, I'm like, well, that's mom. The DCEU loves mothers. <laughs> yeah. And hates fathers. Yeah. Although this one no, this isn't one, treated that bad. I like the um, reuniting scene. I'm glad we got that. 
Man, that scene was that scene gave me some some goosebumps. Honestly, the fact uh, that yeah. he went out to the dock every morning. Yeah, yeah. I felt that one. That yeah. that was good. I knew it was going to happen, but I still felt it anyway. I mean, I know comedy is technically the rule of three, but I still think they they kind of utilized the rule of three on that because he was there one morning, and then the he says he tells her that he go, still goes out every morning, and it's like a, a clip of him walking out, and then the third time he's walking out, she's there. Yeah. So it was a nice. Even a uh, spread of that. You can do it in two. You can do it the way they did it. Either way is fine. You know something they did three times in this movie that I wish they hadn't done three times in this movie? The surprise explosion when you're at... When you're looking at, like, essentially two headshots of people talking together. They did it three fucking times, and it drove me nuts by the third one. So when Orm and Dolph Lundgren are talking, I don't know what his character's name is. Don't remember. Yeah. Something with an L. Sure. Right. So when they're talking and they're in like the the conversation's starting to go somewhere and it's like mid sentence and like a, the first torpedo explodes. And then when I'm trying to think of what's the second what's the third time. At least one of the other times is when she and Arthur are talking at the statues. Again, talking talk and then The Manta, yeah. Yeah. Black Manta. Okay. And then Black Manta. Oh, the second one is with um the mother. The mother and the father are talking a little bit, and then... Oh, yeah. okay, explodes. when Arthur's a baby. Yeah. So it happens three times where they do they go into the same well. I was like, you did that too much. Personally. I mean, if you want to talk about something they did way too much, there are so many unnecessarily dramatic camera shots in this movie, I was laughing. <laughs> this movie feels like a music video during certain times. Like, when they come out of the ocean, that's a music video shot. When he picks, when he has the oh. trident and he turns around through the waterfall, music video shot. Yeah, okay. So overly dramatic. I just laughed when they used that, I guess, camera technique or shot technique, whatever it is. Yeah, James Wan is still trying to get his uh, bearings on uh, what makes a good comic book movie. It does horror really well, obviously. But for acting performances, no issues with yeah. anyone. They're um, fine. 2018, good year for Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. <laughs> What's the other one? Creed 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, too. I was like, man, he is cleaning up at the end of this year. I mean, I can't... I, besides the Expendables movies, I can't really name any more Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Rocky Four Expendables, and this, yeah. uh, I'm sure he's been in other things, but... Uh, uh, it's very surprised to see Nicole Kidman in this movie at all, and uh, she did well. And she, she did a lot. She had a bigger role than I thought. Yeah, believable character. Mm-hmm. And I... I'm a big Willem Dafoe fan. I thought he... he yeah, he was good. I was, I, was ready, I, was, I was I was ready for the backstab. Yeah, you, I, you didn't know what side he was on. I really didn't. Because he, he played both really well. Yeah. I could have seen him sign, siding with Orm at the end. Like, oh, no. Yeah, I thought for sure he was he was on the Aquaman and Mira's side. But if I'm he glad had he that, was. If he had that reveal, like, yes, I finally got you down here, now your brother's going to kill you and take his rightful spot. Like, it wouldn't have surprised It you. wouldn't have surprised me, but right. just how he was playing the character... How the movie was presenting it to me, I didn't think that was coming. I think I think this, I was a little confused and concerned that he was going to end up being on Orm's side until they kept showing the flashbacks of him training Arthur on how to be Atlantean. Right, and then I was like, "All right, there's no, there's no, this kid, this kid's essentially a like his son." Like, you are this guy's father figure as far as, like, an Atlantean father. And there's also all the shots of Orm looking suspiciously at him. Yeah. yeah. When he's giving him counsel. 
He's like, well, if my trusted advisor... <laughs> I was like, Slow he knows that turn. he's betraying you. I'm glad we got the line, though. I'm glad, like, uh, it, that, uh, like, I know uh, what you've been doing all along. Yeah. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> he's twice the king you'll ever be. Give him a room right. with a view. <laughs> that was cool. That was, um... Take him and give him a room with a view. That was gonna. That was uh, in contention for an honorable an honorable mention for yeah. me. I didn't think it was ever gonna be the actual bet line. No, neither did I. But I, I was like, part it is the podcast that <laughs> the podcast that wants a room with a view. I think that was that would have worked. Yeah, crossed my mind. Yeah, the one I was toying with was the podcast that will go to the surface no matter what. Because I was said early on, and I kept thinking, I'm like, all right, I, I can like keep this in the bank and enjoyed the rest of it. Yeah. But then uh, when it came time to put the bet in the chat, I was like, mm. peed on it. Peed on it. Yeah. I thought the final fight scene was a bit confusing and clunky. I would agree with that. There's a couple of CGI moments where I'm like, I'm not a fan of this at all. And it's and it's hard to it's hard to really follow along and and, and the the Aquaman rules that they had set up early on don't really follow through in that final battle as well as you as as well as I may have thought. So the whole movie is Dolph Lundgren and Orm essentially strong handing the other or three of the other it's two. There's one that's lost, one that they can't talk to. Yeah, so three of the other seven can three of the yeah, other they five. Need four. They need four yeah. they need majority too. Yeah. I think yeah. they only have like I think four is like their minimum and maximum number. Right. Yeah, essentially. So he does a he does what he needs to do and gets three of the four or four of the four. He gets three of the four, and the last battle is to get the fourth. Get the fourth, okay. But they constantly say throughout the course of the movie, like, "Oh, if you had his trident, everybody will turn, and everybody will have to say you're the real king, and it'll be over." Yeah, be, yeah, he'd be ocean master at that point. But he shows up and is ocean master. But the battle continues to rage on for another, like what well, seems like ten, twelve minutes, and I'm like. Wouldn't everybody kind of have to stop fighting at that point? So when, you think Orm's army would be like, oh, he's Ocean Master now. I, no, 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 I'm, I'm just stop. saying that... I don't give a shit about the gold dryers. <laughs> I, I, Orm's home, his kingdom's army, yeah. would have continued to fight, sure. But, and even, like, Dolph's would have probably continued to fight, but the weird, green, half-fish, half-human people... Yeah. Which I wish we got more of, if I'm being honest. The Gorgons... <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. You figure they would have stopped immediately and be like, no, 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 we're out, man. We're following him. Or I, at the very least would have turned around and started fighting the other way and I they didn't. I thought that as well, but I they go with him after he defeats Orm in the one-on-one, like, combat. Oh, yeah, battle. yeah, yeah. And I feel that's appropriate because following Black Panther rules is like, he, he has to win his... That's, he's yeah, got to win his, his battle. His seat. Once he wins that, then I think everyone will follow. But until then, yeah. he's not king yet. Sure. And I guess again, Black Panther. Black Panther actually does do it that way, where like once he shows up, more people start to be like, "No, I'm not fighting this way. I'm going to start fighting the other way." Yeah. Um, so well, they that, that was a great. So again, we're talking about other movies again, but that was a really great Black Panther. Where like, all right, he's the uh, uh, T'Chaka. God, it's been a while since. Which one? Black Panther? Yeah. T'Chaka the dead. Right. T'Challa. T'Challa. So, oh, T'Challa's alive. All right, let's... let's I'm like, no, I can't. He's the king right now. I gotta, He's still technically the king right yeah, now. I gotta, that's my job. Like, yeah. I don't like it, but that it is what it is. It's true. It's true. Um, but he's not dead, and he never yielded. Anyway. 
and I never yield. I uh, watched that recently, and it was still good. Still really, really good. Anyways, back to Aquaman. But even even without that, it because of the way that the movie is set up and the way that final fight scene happens, it's 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 still clunky and hard to follow. Yeah. It wasn't as easy as to follow as I would have liked. It's a cool under big massive underwater underwater battle scene, but it was just a little hard to follow. And I don't know the sharks look bad. The sharks don't look great. <laughs> nor do the well the over the oversized seahorses. I don't mind too too much. They're they're meant to be ridiculous, so I give them a pass. Um, but the Kingdom of the Brine, I think, is what they were called. How are they going to fight them? They're bottom dwellers. They're, they're literally oversized crabs. They're brine shrimp. How are you going to fight? Like, you're up here. They're down here. You're going to go down there and can't really do anything. And they're not going to be able to come up to get... What? How did the the you mechanics work? You got me. Wonky? Not an oceanographer. Yeah. I, and then the Kraken thing comes up and destroys that army anyways because they're all on the ground. Yeah. You keep saying Kraken. I always thought of Kithaloo. Just just the way it looked with the, with the tentacles and everything. I think it's not. I don't think it's called a kraken in the movie. No, it's not. No. It's not. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. like like you likened it to the kraken. I yeah. kept thinking uh, Kithalu. Kithalu. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in what this creature is. What is it from? It's a carathon. It's a, it's a mythical leviathan. It's either Kithalu or Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Uh, it's not Cthulhu. I know it's not, but I, I, I can that's see. That's who I thought. Well, that's the pronunciation. So wait, wait, you think it, you think it, it reminded you of Cthulhu? That's who it reminded me of. Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah, it didn't quite hit Cthulhu for me, but, it, so it's an, it's an ancient leviathan, is that what you said it is? Mythical leviathan. And what is it, what is Carathen. it called? Carathen. That guards the trident. Is it unique to Aquaman? Maybe. Perhaps. I don't even know if it's a comic character, because I can't click on its name. There's a bunch of Carathen uh, vs. Kraken. <laughs> things really? popping up right now. That's cool. Yeah, maybe it is. Or maybe that's just from the movie. No, I mean, they've got, like, the, the thing from the movie. Oh, okay. Versus, like, a Kraken from, um, whatever that... Pirates of the Caribbean? No, no, not Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, a Kraken comes up in one of the, the Greek mythology movies. Clash of the Titans? Yeah, Clash of the Titans. Is there a Kraken in Clash of the Titans? I believe so. I believe it's Clash of the Titans. I thought maybe it was the sequel. We made two of those. Whichever one, whichever one, um, he f- goes and kills Medusa. That's the first one. Yeah, because he uses the Medusa face to turn the crack into stone and kill her. I just remember shiny Liam Neeson. Shiny Liam Neeson, that's right. That should be our movie scale, that means nothing. Shiny Liam Neeson. Shiny Liam Neeson. <laughs> uh, I thought the chemistry between uh, Jason Momoa and Amber Heard was spot on, really well done. I, See, I didn't feel it at I, all. I, I bought their interaction. I didn't buy it. I was like, this is forced. I thought it was natural snark and attitude. I thought like, I bought them as friends, not romantic interests. That's just me. I don't know. I, I guess it's just I expected it. I, I definitely expected it. It was very obvious. What, they were romantic? At first I thought it was his sister. And, then, no, I mean, no, obviously no. not as the movie progressed, but going in... Because I don't really, I'm not well versed in Aquaman lore. I thought that she was part of his family, and that's why she needed his help so bad. I mean, technically, she was almost part of his family. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought it. I liked it. Um, yeah, we touched on one of the fellas. I did a good job in it. When they f- had to travel to the Sahara Desert, I was really nervous because I thought this was going to be pretty stupid. But that part actually was well done. I finding the artifacts. Yeah. 
it was good. It worked. Um, they leave the Sahara Desert and get to Italy pretty damn fast, and we don't know how they get there. That was a problem. <laughs> I, yeah, I you just kind of go with it at that point. You have to. I mean, again, it's they a two-hour, Uber. two-hour twenty-one minutes, man. And if they could, if man, two-hour twenty-one minutes. If they had given me ten minutes of how they're going to get from one to the next, I would have, I would have sure. fucking lost my. They could have given me two less minutes of them jumping out of the plane. Just be like, set the plane down. It's the desert. It's the yeah, desert. I don't see why you couldn't. Well, you could, couldn't take off again. I guess. I guess that's true. Taking off would be an issue. <laughs> All right. She didn't have a parachute. All right, movie. Redheads, am I right? Redheads. So fun. <laughs> you don't have a parachute, do you? I want to do favorite, least favorite. Yeah, yes. I'm good for that. Favorite for me, I guess, would be the Manta battle in Italy. I thought uh, that was my favorite fight scene between the two. The fact that he gets knocked out early on by those stormtrooper type Atlanteans and he has to, like, battle them again, that they're more of a threat. They're not just like the putties from Power Rangers. They can they can actually do some damage, and I like the fact that he has like to take them out one by one. I think that again, if you if you look at this movie as a little bit of of a build and one one piece kind of giving you a hint or a building block that you can lean on for the next piece, a scaffold, if you will, um, that is super important because it turns out so when they're when he's underwater and he's in their turf, mm-hmm. he gets his ass kicked. And then once they get on land, he's like, hey, I can do this. Home field advantage is a major field... theme in this movie. Yeah, and yeah. then and then what happens when he fights Orm underwater, gets his ass kicked. Takes him up. Takes him up. To the surface. Not, it, it's a much more fair fight. Yes. I agree Which is a better aspect, because if like he would have just been master of land and sea instantly, I, yes. would, that, I wouldn't have cared for that. Also in that scene... Um, the guy sticks his head in the toilet. I left, and he's probably still there. I don't see yeah, how he, he gets out yeah. of that. Nope. He's, he's, he's there. Or he's dead. <laughs> how does he get out of that situation? Such a weird gag that was. Uh, yeah, that, that would be my favorite, least favorite. I hated the CGI mess we got underwater with the flares. I couldn't. Oh yeah, I couldn't stand that at all. What did I? I, I Pam likened it to something, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, just when it, when it shows up on the edge of the boat, the fact that there's like a million of them, and then they're just swimming underwater with flares, I just didn't. It's such a it's such stupid. a it's such a James Wan like image though to like is it yeah to like the uh, the black like the blacked out to the sudden spark and it's all it's like right there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, think of the Conjuring when she lights the match and the hands come out and clap clap. Okay. In the first Conjuring yeah. movie, it's it's something that he that's. I always liken it to the the Saw movies, and you don't get any of that in Saw. No, you don't. But like in his actual horror, mm-hmm. like monster ghost type movies, sure. like, it's all over the place. In Insidious, it happens a lot. Like in when he's when you're in like the other dimension or whatever. Black and Red's real big James Wan. Yeah, trade, Black. I guess, yeah. Right? yeah, Um Yeah, that was my least favorite. I didn't, I didn't care for the two people swimming underwater with globs of computer graphics around them. I just. Going not my thing. Going super slow to get like added for an added dramatic effect that kind of swung and missed. An added dramatic effect in this movie, no way. Yeah, the fact that those things just come up out of like any boat that flows through that little spot of ocean is just going to get attacked and taken down, huh? That's what that's what they're going with. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it seems uh, a little ridiculous. Although it did lead to one of my favorite lines in the movie. 
wait, the boats in the marina aren't free? <laughs> I like that part. Yeah, I, was, that, I thought that was a fun little line. Yeah. I like their interactions. Enough yeah. for everyone's use. <laughs> uh, favorite for me is probably the... I'm, I'm thinking the, the the interactions between Orm and Arthur as a, as a whole. Every time they're in a room together, I really enjoy it. There's this deep-seated resentment towards each other for essentially the exact same reason. Like, they both hate each other for the same reason because their mother's dead. And they're both just on opposite sides of, like, the understanding of it all. I love that interaction they have where Arthur's like, I couldn't wait to meet you, you're my little brother, and I found out how much of a dick you are. Yeah! I mean, Jason Momoa is, like... Tells it like it is. Yeah, half-drunken, like, brutish Aquaman is something I'm kind of on board with. And then at one point he kind of does, like, a a half-fourth wall break before that first fight, where he looks at the... He kind of... He's not looking at the camera, but he's looking straight ahead, which... Huh? A two wall break? I guess. But he's looking kind of straight ahead and the camera's like directly on him. He's like, shit. And then he gets like flung up into the ring of fire. Um, so I like, I like the, their um, dynamic. Dynamic. Yeah, thank you. I like their dynamic. Least favorite for me is the journey to the center of the earth part. I hate that they called it the center of the earth because you're putting Jurassic Park in here. You're putting journey to the center of the earth. I'm like, just didn't need it. I don't need this it. movie its own identity and you could send them anywhere. You could have sent them literally fucking anywhere. And it you had to go dinosaur and you had to go center of the earth. I'm over showing the set, the name of the setting at the bottom of the screen. Especially when it's not and, specific. And yeah, ocean. Yeah, it's like, Somewhere in ocean. On, I'd figure that one out. Yeah, it's right? water. Like, it's a it, submarine. It's not going to be in a fucking pond. It's just a trope I don't like. It's like in a movie, like, oh, we got to go to Tahiti for this, and then they show a wide shot of Tahiti, and they and put Tahiti. Tahiti. I know. <laughs> you said that. The, the, the Italy one, the Italy one was problematic, too, because I'm like, or Sicily, right? I guess technically they were in Sicily. Right. Well, it was like, part of Italy. Yeah. But they show you a map of Sicily, and then they're there, and it says Sicily. I'm yeah, like, I don't... Forget it. Like, I need it. I, mean, need it. I want a filmmaker to should say we have to go to England and then show a shot of Ireland and write Ireland and be like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're not going to where I thought we we're going. England crossed out. <laughs> Ireland. Just in like black pen, like handwritten black pen. That would work well in a comedy, not a serious movie. Probably not, yeah. So yeah, uh, I said my least, right? Yeah. I feel like I am coming off very negative in this movie. I think it's just to balance out you guys, I guess. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, a lot of the things I like about this movie are the like the heartfelt moments. That's what brought me back into the movie. My favorite scene is... It's really quick. It's when Aquaman saves a little girl from the bell falling on her. Okay. Oh, yeah. That brought me back in. I was like, okay, alright. That one... Aquaman's still protecting the little guy. This is yeah. something I can get behind. That was that was a quick but poignant moment. I like most of the I like most of the Sicily scene. Yeah, uh, the majority of that, like, outside of the stupid toilet gag, didn't do it for me. I like the that a lot. The, <laughs> the um the statue gag. The statue was actually problematic for me. The, the National w- Treasure Park. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Look <laughs> at that. That that was that was definitely the fourth one I hadn't even thought of. But yeah, yep. but like, was that head always carved out like that so yes. you could peer through it? Yeah, they show it from the back. Yeah, but you can't tell if it was carved that way or if it like. After years of deterioration, it just kind of happened. It's concave and has this perfect circle in it. All right. Yeah. 
they show it from the back initially, and he's has uh, like when he's going through, like, like he's showing off his like uh, his history knowledge. His history knowledge, it's fine, but you know it's that one. A, it's the one facing the ocean. B, <laughs> B, 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 he has his hand up to receive the bottle. Yeah. So, it's, and it you clearly see the back of his head with the hole where, like, where the eye is. It's that one. <laughs> that was also a little bit of a problem with like the artifact hunt, right? So they finally get the clue. For where the artifact was going to be, and it's at where they are. It just, yeah, it, well, it, what the artifact is. It's not where it's going to be. No, no, because, like, it, had he had the technology, he would have listened to it in Atlantis, and he would have had to go there. Oh, okay. But instead well, he yeah, had to go yeah. there, mm-hmm. and then he would hear the message, and it's like, go to where the sea used to be, and there where the sea used to be. <laughs> That's the whole point. Okay. That was kind of weak. Gotcha. I mean, I'm about to get the least favorite, but... yeah. That message thing, one drop of water fixes something that's dried out. That that was weird. That was very fifth element. <laughs> that's actually what I thought when they did it, too. I was like, huh, just like the little uh, stones in the fifth element, huh? I think that was just to show off her abilities. Probably. Well, yeah, yeah. but how she was willing to dehydrate him further. <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> We're basically fish people. Uh, yeah, my least favorite scene is just all the dramatic cuts, all the dramatic camera angles. It just took me out of this movie supposedly being, not serious, because I know there's a lot of lightheartedness mixed in, but that wasn't intended to be funny, but it was funny to me, so it just took me out of the experience. Before we get into starting it, mm-hmm. I do have one other thing that actually kind of impressed me about this movie. Okay, sure. So in the previews, you see the the bump against the back. It's like, you're that Aqua Boy, and he's yeah. like, Aquaman, actually. You like that scene? Uh, yeah, it turned out to be... I laughed. I enjoyed it. I thought it. it was good. He pulls out his pink phone. I pulled out a pink phone. <laughs> and then the progression of pictures, too, is like, Arthur's like very like, what is he's happening? More and more and he's bombed and bombed and like the pictures that are coming out. I'm like, again, that is what this Aquaman does. I like that scene a lot. The only thing that confused me is like, come on, I'll buy a breakfast. And it shows him pounding beers. I'm like, I guess we're not having breakfast. No, no, that was, <laughs> that, their, that's that was breakfast. breakfast. That was their breakfast. Yeah, that was the joke. Is that uh, what bar is serving that time in the morning? Where yeah. are they? Maine. Maine. Yeah, so that's that's fine. Bunch of hard fish. Bunch of hard fishermen like that. It's not Sunday. They're fine. <laughs> it's a hard. Fi- it's a hard yeah. fishing town, man. Those people drink all the time. Uh, if they're if there's they're, nothing else to do. Yeah. If those if those fishermen have feet on solid ground, they're going to make the ground wobble underneath them. All right. Keep their sea lights. Recreate what they're used to. Yeah. All right. Let's stone it. Let's stone it. So the part of the show where we rate each movie, or the rate the movie that we just talked about, with our Infinity Stones scale from one to six Infinity Stones, and if you really like the movie and you want to give it six stones and an Infinity Gauntlet, which is the highest score possible, you're welcome to do so at this point. Let's let you know the scores that we think Aquaman deserves a sequel. I'm probably going to be the highest on this. Um, I guess it's the beauty of the show and beauty of movies in general. People can watch the same thing and feel differently towards it, which is perfectly fine. I'm going to give this movie five stones. I thoroughly enjoyed what I saw in the theaters. I I had low expectations going in. The acting's solid. I like the story. I like the villains a lot. Um, it did it for me. I feel five stones is appropriate for me. So, Corey, your score? I talked to um, longtime listener of the show, Tom, um, for a few minutes about the movie because he had texted me what his score was. 
which in case you're wondering, it's four stones. Uh, And when I had talked to him at the time, I was like, I think that's probably about where I was. I don't know if I want to give it the fifth or not, but it's definitely a movie I enjoyed. It's definitely a movie I go back to, but I don't think it's one that I'll quickly go back to. So if I make, if I kind of look at my stoning like that, like rewatchability, it's probably still a four stone movie, but it seems better than that. I'm going to go four and a half, personally. It, the it struggling to find its own identity was a little rough for me. I think the acting in this is pretty good. I enjoy everyone in their role. I mean, Jason Momoa's Aquaman, I guess, isn't my personal choice for Aquaman, but he's good at what they need him to do. It works. The movie looks really good. I'm trying to put all my positives in the front. I don't think it's... I don't think it's a bad movie. I might need to go back and revisit this. Obviously not soon, but when it comes out. Because clearly I missed something. Because we're generally not this far apart. (laughs) That's true. So for whatever reason, on my viewing, it didn't do it for me. Maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace for it. Or maybe, who knows, any number of factors. But based on how much I enjoyed it now, I enjoyed the heartfelt stuff, but everything else kind of felt lacking to me. So I'm going to give this one three stones. Those are our ratings for the movie Aquaman. If you want to let us know what you thought about Aquaman or anything else, really, feel free to send us an email to zthpodcast.gmail.com. Boom! You can find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. If you happen to have a golden trident, please, for the love of God, take a picture of it, send it to us on Instagram at zthpodcast. Or a smaller gold fork is fine, too. That would actually work just, just perfectly. But it has to have three prongs. I have a couple. I think it's a shrimp fork. Only has three, right? But trident, so three. Trident. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think otherwise it should... <laughs> would be a quadrant. Yep, quadrant, quadrant, or pent pentadent, which is what he originally has. We're on Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com slash dth podcast, or search for us in Facebook. Zeros talking heroes, and search for us on iTunes or your podcast app. How uh, you may have gotten this episode if you didn't use the website. And if you'd be so kind as to give us a five-star rating, we'd appreciate it greatly. And if you want to leave a review with that, we will read it right on an episode of the show. So thank you ahead of time for anyone who chooses to do that. I know you heard it at the end of the Batman episode, but next time, for real, we're going to be doing the Top 5 2018 episode, which if you're not sure, as us giving you our Top 5 new releases we reviewed for this podcast... It's our favorite episode. It's, it's a my favorite episode. episode. <laughs> it's it's one of the better episodes. It's one of, there's less and more preparation that goes into it than it's, like a regular it, yeah. episode. It's painstaking it's, sometimes. Yeah. We thought of, uh, we've known about this for over a month, and it's probably probably thought about it every single day since I have trying to arrange my top five. I'm still not 100 percent finalized. I'm a top six. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I have a top six too. I think I can, I can probably eliminate. Eliminate down to six. I think one of our six is not going to be in your five, for damn sure. Oh yeah, you're not hundred percent sure about that. That's the first one I eliminated. That's the, the first f- one. First movie I eliminated. The first one. Yep. Wow, and we I, saw some shittier movies than that. Yeah, all the other ones fell right behind it, but I knew as soon as I got there, I was like, nope, that's not making it. If Matt and Frank participate, I don't know if, if how many new releases they saw. Um, they could do top three. Well, there we, will be one in Matt's that's not in any of ours. I feel. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's, wi- what's okay. wild is that we're going to have a ton of new releases coming out in the next, like, three, four months. There's so many. Hellboy comes out in February. 
Captain Marvel, Marvel is March, March. March. and then Endgame is April. in April. Like where? Yeah, Battle Angels also February. Uh, Glass. 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 I mean, they're they're coming hot and heavy here yeah. soon. Get that A list, Corey. Yeah, buddy. They already started uh, redoing some of the theaters. So tune in for the top five episode. We're gonna have fun with it. Hopefully, you have fun with it. I think a lot of people like that episode. And yeah, so thank you for joining us for our view of Aquaman. And as usual, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Aquaman is for sure someone's. Possible. Big Aquaman fan fan base out there. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.